This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, a sunny Saturday morning in Southern Ontario in the GTA here at Golf Talk Canada. Good morning, Canada. Zakino with you, Bob Weeks, as we bring you another edition of GTC. Good morning, Bob. How are we doing this morning? All good. All good so far. It's a nice, as you said, nice, beautiful morning. It's a little crisp out there, but it's going to start to warm up this week a little bit. So that's nice. We can uh, at least stand outside and not have to worry about <laughs> putting your hands in your pockets and wearing a toque. We're getting there. I think, you know, it's a slow climb back to uh, back to spring. I think we all got tricked a little bit a couple of weeks ago that it was coming a little uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, you know what I, I've noticed? Not a lot of puzzle activity on social media. Have you now, where are we on the, on the puzzle uh, chain? Because you introduced the idea of puzzles. Are we onto a second puzzle? Where are we now in puzzle world with Bob Weeks? Well, you have to understand that getting puzzles now is is hard. They, you can't. They're sold out on Amazon. They're sold out. So, I did manage to uh, exchange with a neighbor, and uh, we're going to uh, open up this, the second version of puzzle number, the second one thousand piece puzzle later today. So, uh, it's been a little bit of a dry spell, and and I got to tell you, it's almost like you know golf. You can't play golf, and you can't get a puzzle. So. But now we're back at it. <laughs> I may, I may attempt. Now it has been several months since I've, you know, I've really actually swung a golf club. I did a couple pitches in the backyard, but I think today I might actually, if it gets up to the temperature they're they're su- suggesting it might. I think today's the day I get out there and maybe make some swings in the backyard and see if uh, see if the body holds up. Just maybe start to get back into some swing swing form in the in the thoughts that maybe maybe a month from now. Uh, we get to play golf. We uh, Bob and I have a huge show today. It's a jam-packed show. Uh, big announcement coming from uh, TaylorMade this morning that we're excited about to uh, get going again that I'm sure everybody will be happy about. Uh, Bob's been touching base with uh, our members of Team Canada across major tours. Of course, Roger Sloan, uh, a member of the PGA Tour, a member of Team Canada. Bob had an opportunity to sit down with Roger, so we're going to hear from Roger Sloan. Our friend Scott Pritchard uh, from PGA Tour Canada, now the new executive director, just named uh, a couple days ago as the new executive director of PGA Tour Canada Mackenzie Tour, sat down with Bob as well. We'll hear from Scotty, my good friend Dave Hempstead, and co-host of Off the Hosel, which we made an Off the Hosel announcement this week. We will uh, hear from Dave as well. Our friend Brian Hayes, who is the host of TSN's Overdrive on TSN 1050 right here in Toronto. Of course, if you're listening coast-to-coast of Canada, you watch Overdrive on the TSN television network. Interesting uh, shots, Bob, back and forth this week between the O-Dog and and Brian Hayes in terms of... uh, Breaking 200 at the national. Now you, you think O Dog was just being funny and and really wanted to say a hundred, or do you really think he can't? He thinks that Brian can't break 200 from the tips of the national. Brian's a good player, by the way. We we played with Brian and, and Jeff McDonald, the, uh, the 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 head honcho here at uh, TSN Radio, and uh, and Brian's a good player. He don't, he hadn't played in a long time, and I think he shot 79, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, yeah, Sorry, I, I told like I told it. people that he broke eighty after like a four month layoff. Just pulled in the parking lot, slammed the trunk, and broke eighty. 
and he's got young family at home, so I know you don't when you you know he's in that period of his life when you can't just go out and work on your game and play a lot. This whole stemmed from back at Beth Page last year when I said that uh, they asked O'Dog asked, "What do you think, Brian Hayes?" Meaning Brian Hayes as the figurative golfer, not the the actual person Brian Hayes. In my estimation, that's what I took it to be. I said, "What would you shoot?" And I had actually asked. Ryan Palmer, that same question, and he said the guy would probably shoot 150 if he couldn't hit it 270 off the tee because it was such a long carry and the rough was so long, you'd lose all your golf balls. So that's where this kind of started from, <laughs> where we put a number of Brian Hayes shooting at Beth Page of 143. But, but, uh, but I don't know, uh, 200 is a pretty lofty number. <laughs> I could tell you a story. I played, I played a, on a trip in, uh, in Scotland one time as part of a contest, and the contest winner had never really played golf. And, and so it drove me crazy to watch this guy play golf. So in my mind, I kept his scorecard. And even there, he shot 173. That included a nine-putt. Oh, so, my Lord. What kind of contest win is that for someone? Here we go. For someone who's never played golf before, go play uh, some of the hardest golf courses in the world in a 40-kilometer win. Go enjoy yourself. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's it. You know, and, and after golf, you get to chew on nails as part of your win. That's a, What kind of contest is this? Well, I've played, like you said, we've played golf with Brian. Brian's a good player, and... Um, and I think we may have to throw down a challenge for the O-Dog. I think we may have to set this up for the summer. So we'll uh, we'll uh, visit with Brian in hour two today as well. But we've got lots to get to, so let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, we all know PGA Tour is now scheduled to return in the middle of June. And it will be a wait-and-see approach. Obviously, the first four events they have already said will not have spectators. It will go from there. Assuming we are still playing golf and that uh, things are uh, progressing, we really don't know what it's going to be like when we get to whistling straights at the end of September for the Ryder Cup. But there is still a, a very strong possibility that we may still not see spectators on the golf course uh, through the end of September. Rory McIlroy, Bob, came out this week and said he was in favor of postponing the Ryder Cup, that a Ryder Cup without fans is not a Ryder Cup. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood echoed a similar statement on social media. Um, thoughts on this? Where, where do you land on this? I, I'm, I'm starting to think that if there's, if there's one event that truly needs the energy of uh, spectators it's the Ryder Cup and, and maybe they're on to something here yeah there's two sides to this story as far as I'm concerned and one is is like like you just said you know fans make this event this is a big time um, us versus them it's one of the few times in golf other than the President's Cup where that kind of stuff happens and you see the emotion on the people's faces and you can think back you know people like Patrick Reed or Sergio Garcia or uh, Phil Mickelson, all those guys who kind of thrive off that and have made, in some cases, have made their reputations like Patrick Reed has um, through this event. So without fans, it's it would seem very, very strange. And at first, I think the PGA of America said, "Listen, we're not going to uh, we're not going to we're not going to do this unless we have fans." Now they've kind of walked that back a little bit. The other side of this is that this is a huge money-making event for both the European Tour and the PGA of America. And that consideration, in some way, shape, or form, I don't know what 
how much of the, the, the gate is, or the, you know, the bottom line is driven by fans, but that may have a huge impact on it as well, because the, we've heard from the European tour sort of little signs that, that, you know, finances might not be all that great and they're going to have to maybe lower purses and lower expectations of the players. So that to me is a bigger side of it and will probably determine um, whether they go with fans or not. And there's another part here too that, you know, it's not as easy to suggest like what Rory's saying. And I'm not saying it's not doable. And, and I hear what, what you're outlining, Bob. But if they say, let's postpone this and now the Ryder Cup becomes a 2021 event, they need this. The PGA of America and the European Tour need buy-in from the PGA Tour for this because it then delays the President's Cup a year. Right. And the President's Cup needs to got, has to go back to its venues and say, can you do the 21? Now becomes 22. President's Cup now lands on even years. Ryder Cup moves to odd years. So the, there's certainly a, a chain reaction here in schedule. Uh, buy-in for multiple uh, governing bodies. It's not an easy thing to just say, we're going to pull the plug on this and postpone it. So there's that angle as well that really didn't get discussed too much this week. Um, not sure if you saw Bryson DeChambeau on social media this week, Bob. Yes. You know, Bryson's always up to something interesting. Now he's saying, oh, Maybe a 48-inch driver, 48-inch driver, is something I would play with. If as long as I could hit it straight, as long as I could find the fairway, I'd get X amount of more ball speed. This, this, and this. Uh, I've, uh, for for those who don't know, 48 inches is the legal limit. Um, in fact, we've seen players in the past. Brooke, Brooke, our own Brooke Henderson has used a longer driver that she, that she then chokes down on, um, it, making it you know actually play shorter than its length. Um, you think Bryson would ever, uh, listen, I, I don't, I don't disregard anything he says. I think he's, he'd be willing to try anything if, if in his mind, the math lines up. Yeah. I mean, right now he's using a 45 and a half inch driver, which is sort of around the standard for PGA tour pros, but he said he can get uh, a, a lot more, um, club head speed, obviously when you're swinging a longer driver, I think it'll just come down to whether he can control it or not. And I mean, he's, he keeps Every time I see him, he looks like he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He looks like a balloon, you know. He just keeps blowing him up. He's obviously <laughs> spending his quarantine time working out as well. But I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see if he uh, if he does it. It'll be uh, it'll be quite a uh, uh, quite interesting to see how far he can hit it and whether or not that you know changes the the length of clubs for other guys as well. Uh, Colonial. If we get started, Bob. In the middle of June, like suggested, and if players on social media, uh, if they're, uh, you know, if, if you believe what you read and believe what you see, which we really have no reason not to, uh, everybody kind of, I don't know, chomping at the bit, for lack of a better term, the field at Colonial might be the best field we've ever seen in tournament history. If the gun goes off there, can you imagine the people lined up ready to play for that first event of the year? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's. You look at some of the people who have already committed. You know, guys who haven't played there in a long time. The interesting trickle-down effect is that is that you know the guys with um, the guys who don't have as much status as as the the top guys are going to get bumped out of some of these fields, and they're the guys in a lot of cases who are on the outside of that top 125 looking in. Um, so it's going to be a, a scramble not only for for Colonial but for a bunch of tournaments up there because everyone's going to want to play. Like you said, there's you know it's going to be three months since they've had a tournament, um, so a lot of guys want to want to start getting out there and playing. So I think there'll be an interesting scramble. And as you said, and as uh, I saw, I think Ryan Palmer said, you know this is going to be one of the deepest fields uh, we've ever seen here at Colonial. 
And keep something else in mind. Uh, as of right now, there is only one major uh, being played before the FedEx Cup playoffs. We're looking at roughly, what, about six or seven events before we get to the Northern Trust. Some big names, including Brooks Kepka, on the outside of the 125 right now, Bob. So uh, this could be the most, it's already the most bizarre year of all of our lives in the golf world that's going to continue. And speaking of that, to piggyback on that, uh, province of uh, Saskatchewan, May 15th, Bob. It looks like the golf courses are opening. Um, this seemed to be a popular date of discussion amongst uh, uh, certain people I know that got email blasts from their clubs, from uh, public golf courses. This week, even the province of Ontario suggesting that that might be the week they open. Obviously, everybody throwing darts right now here in Ontario, but Saskatchewan making it official. Yeah, now we should point out, Saskatchewan, I looked this up before we started here, Saskatchewan has a total, the whole province has a total of 311 cases that reported. Most of those have actually been listed as recovered. Ontario had 640 cases last night or yesterday, so there's a long way to go here, and I know know people are anxious. Uh, New Brunswick is starting their, opening their golf courses as of today, so we're seeing cracks in there and seeing some some health uh, officials... Uh, looking at golf and saying it looks like it's safe to play. I think Ontario will be a little bit longer. Um, I think the Premier is supposed to announce his sort of gradual reopening plan sometime next week. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking more at a post-May 24 weekend opening, so maybe closer to June 1st. But um, listen, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's certainly some good news for people who are golfing in different parts of the country that they're they're able to go out and play now. Well, I've uh, I've been uh, very consistent with May 26. That's always been the day for me. May 26. It's the Tuesday after the May long weekend. Uh, I think that's when we're going to open. I've been saying it for weeks. I think uh, you know traditionally avoiding uh, the, the the mad long weekend rush is always the safe play, and I think it's going to remain the safe play here in the province. That's uh, that's my guess right now. And all I know is this, Bob. Uh, it's a much shorter drive to Saskatchewan than it is uh, to BC, so I just got a little closer to golf on May fifteenth. Oh, it could even go to New Brunswick. Uh, New Brunswick's even closer. That's right. It could go that way. <laughs> All right. On the other side, we're going to hear from Roger Sloan. What's Roger been doing during COVID nineteen? Bob caught up with him earlier this week. We'll hear from Roger next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada jam-packed show today. So much to get to. We're also going to give away a dozen tailor-made golf balls as well as we did last week with some trivia uh, later on in the show. So much to get to. Bob has been uh, doing a great job of uh, staying in touch with uh, members of Team Canada and uh, seeing what they're doing in, in this quarantine period, what they're up to. Uh, are they out playing golf, working on their game, staying sharp? Some guys are different than others. Uh, some people, they need to know that they're going to be pegging it up soon competitively to get 
get those juices going and stay in game shape. Others, uh, they don't care. They just they want to play golf and and work on their game. Uh, as you, a lot of people saw on uh, social media that Rory hasn't really been touching the club much. He's been uh, working the peloton and and things of that nature. So it's interesting to see how these uh, players do uh, different things with the time off. Earlier this week, Bob had an opportunity to touch base with one of our members of Team Canada, Roger Sloan. And joining us from uh, Houston, Texas, Roger Sloan. And uh, Roger, um, I don't know what the situation is down in Texas. How are you guys faring down there? And, and, and what's open and what's not? Well, the weather's beautiful, so I'm working on my suntan. <laughs> uh other than that it's kind of standard or i guess what everybody in canada is kind of going through everything's kind of shut down people are itching to get out so you know you go to the grocery store and you go to some of the public places you can definitely see people are trying to get out of the house but uh you know most most businesses are closed uh, obviously all restaurants are closed so it's kind of kind of the same story everyone else is kind of dealing with are you able to to hit any golf shots, or are the golf courses closed? What are you able to do? You know, I'm lucky. I got um, my home course. Uh, they're open for play, uh, and there's no no cart, so it's nice. I've actually been getting some good exercise, uh, <laughs> lugging my bag around. Um, and then I got another course uh, cl- close to where I live that that lets me practice if need be. But to be honest with you, since the players, I've kind of shut it down pretty good, and uh, uh, just kind of been playing a handful of times. Uh, so the tour is uh, is announced. It's hoping to get back in mid June. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's let's say that 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 does happen. How anxious are you to get back out and play? Yeah, I th- I think I'm real anxious to get out and play. Uh, it's been a nice break, but at the same time, it's uh, you just start to get that itch to get competitive out there and uh, you know test your skills against the best players. So yeah, it's definitely you know hopefully we can get out sooner than later. So one of the interesting things that you find yourself in, and, and you and I chatted about this a little while ago, was that you had kind of broken your season up into this early part of the year. You were going to work on some putting changes and try and help your putting, knowing that your best tournaments would come a little bit later in the year. Um, with those tournaments having, most of those tournaments having been canceled now, does it, that kind of leaves you in an awkward position, doesn't it? Uh, it definitely put a kink in the schedule. What's been nice, though, I've been able to now practice my short game and my putting specifically, you know, at home. Um, maybe not necessarily with a tournament on the line, like say, you know, we we were doing it in the in the middle of playing, uh, you know, Palm Springs, San Diego, Phoenix, Riviera. Um, so it, you know, it's been nice to kind of get away from those tournament structures and work on it a little bit. So it's kind of a little blessing in that way. But like you said, like I was trying to gear up, you know kind of the hometown events, the the two tournaments here in Texas that kind of mean a lot to me was the San Antonio tournament, the Valero Texas Open, and then the Byron Nelson in Dallas. And I really wanted to kind of fine-tune my putting for those events, and then that kind of segues into the Canadian Open in June. And obviously those three tournaments have now been canceled. So extremely disappointed I get to play those tournaments that, you know, kind of hometown events or, or, or somewhat, you know, mean a lot to me just based on location. But, uh, you know, we just have to make an adjustment. Everyone's having to make an adjustment. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to the Midwest tournaments are still there. The John Deere's, the 3M, Detroit, uh, you know, these tournaments that I've traditionally played very well at. So uh, I'm really looking to go back to some of those venues and, and, and see if we can't uh, you know, play really well again. I know one of the one tournament that you will miss the most likely will be the RBC Canadian Open uh, scheduled for Toronto. Is it heartbreaking not to be able to come back and play that national open? 
Absolutely. I mean, every single year, whether I've been on the PGA Tour, the Canadian Tour, or, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour, I've always highlighted that week on my schedule, whether I have to rely on the sponsor exemption, the Monday qualifying, uh, or I get in on my own number as a PGA Tour member. That's always been the highlight of my year. It's, it's our national open. Uh, I, you know, I take great pride in, in, you know, making sure that my game is on top form during that week. And, you know, I, I think it, you know, it's, it's going to happen in the near future where a Canadian finally wins the Canadian Open again. And I would love for that to be me. I would love any of the Canadians to, to win. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a tournament that's special to me. So to not have it, yeah, it's heart-wrenching. Um, you, know, it, you know, I was really looking forward to St. George this year, but the fact that it's going to be on the schedule next year at St. George, uh, I, th I think we have the opportunity to really make it a great 2021 Canadian Open. There's going to be a buildup of a lot of anticipation. Uh, obviously, you know, the circumstances, you know, it's the right call to, to not play that tournament, but, uh, you know, we have an opportunity for 2021 to really hit it off. How do you think the Flames are going to do the next time you see them play? I <laughs> see mean, you got the hat on, you're representing there. Yeah, it's, it, you know, we were in a battle for a playoff spot there. So, you know, it's, uh, I was, you know, and then obviously the way it lines up right now, it's a first round battle against uh, Edmonton. I mean, you can't write a storybook like that. So, uh, you know, I've joked with a lot of people this this stay at home quarantine all this type of stuff would actually be manageable if we had NHL hockey to watch especially this time of year with quality playoff hockey I mean you could actually you could actually somewhat get through it but right now it's uh, it's tough all, all athletes are, are down but you know I, I think once once we get back and going I think it's gonna you know all sports are gonna rebound and and create a great product for for the the fans all right Roger stay safe thanks. Roger Sloan, looking forward to getting back at it. And you see right there, Bob, in that interview, uh, it's tough. He was trying to peak at a certain time, work at his, work on certain parts of his game, expecting to, you know, get into a spot in the schedule, uh, where he wanted to be. And then next thing you know, those events are taken away. Now we're in a condensed period. The good news for Roger is, like he said, there are tournaments that he tends to play well at that he does like coming up at the schedule. Underrated venues like TPC Deer Run that are still on that schedule that, that will be coming up. But it is, it's a tough go for some of our boys. Yeah, he's, he's 183 on the list right now. And, and you know, it's not only Brooks Kepka who's outside that top 125. You're playing for your job. So um, the interesting part about that side of it, too, is, you know, essentially you got no choice. You're going to go you're going to go play and, um, and and try and get in as many tournaments as you can and, and go as low as you can. But it's going to be a scramble, as you pointed out earlier. But with so many players uh, anxious to play these uh, these waiting lists on these fields are going to look like high quality tournament uh, lists in some cases. Well, speaking of uh, playing for your job, a gentleman who uh, just got a new job, uh, the new head of the PGA Tour Canada, Mackenzie Tour, Scott Pritchard. Scotty, a friend of both Bob and mine's. It was a good announcement earlier this week. We're still waiting on a formal schedule from Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. We've, we've kind of heard of potential skeletons of, of white, what might be coming. And, uh, I'm sure within the next couple of weeks, we're going to get that schedule. But on the other side, we're going to hear from Scott Pritchard, who is the new executive director of PGA Tour Canada. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today.
This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to a jam-packed edition of GTC. Still lots to get to. We're going to have an announcement from TaylorMade. We're going to give away TaylorMade golf balls. Uh, we've got Dave Hempstead and Brian Hayes coming up in hour two. Uh, Scully time in hour two. Lots to get to. Bob, before we throw to your interview with Scotty Pritchard, first of all, congratulations, Scott, uh, from all of us here at Golf Talk Canada. Well-deserved. There's not a better uh, guy for the job to head up PGA Tour Canada here, uh, in our country as, uh, as our premier professional tour in Canada. Bob, have you heard anything about potential schedule for PGA Tour Canada? I've heard some suggestions of a, of a 10 event season that might start at the end of June, beginning of July. I've also heard it might be uh, multiple events here in the province of Ontario. Nothing official yet. Still waiting on words. Just curious if you heard anything before we get to your interview. A uh, little news. I think they're going to, the first thing they have to do is hold qualifying schools. So that's got to get done. That'll be the first thing on the stage. And then um, normally they start the season on the West Coast, you know, with events in Vancouver and, and Vancouver Island. And I think what they'll end up doing is try to flip those to the end of a calendar just because of climate. Um, so we'll probably see a few a few less events, but they'll they'll kind of go in just a different order, the ones that, that are out there. Uh, but it looks like they're they're going to try and you know move forward, and I think Scott Pritchard said you know said that they're hoping to have a plan released in the next couple of weeks. So that's that's optimistic as well. That's great. Yeah, good news, some optimism. We need some hope. We need a plan. Plans are allowed to change, so it doesn't hurt to ever have a plan and uh, and put some targets up on the board. Well, immediately following the announcement earlier this week, Bob had a chance to sit down with our friend Scott Pritchard. And here's Scott Pritchard, the newly appointed executive director of uh, Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada. First of all, Scott, congratulations. This is uh, a well-earned uh, uh, promotion for you. You're now running the, the tour. And uh, I know that aside from all the titles and everything, this is a place that's that's you're pretty passionate about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've worked in the golf industry, started as an intern working on a corn ferry tour event back in 2003, you know, putting up ropes and stakes and signs and, and have sort of learned, the, I guess, the proverbial ropes uh, through the course of my career. I've been lucky enough to be with the PGA Tour now for uh, going on eight years in a, in a couple years prior to that on the Canadian tour. So, you know, I'm really excited about the opportunity and I'm, I'm thankful that it was, uh, you know, I have that opportunity. Well, they're kind of throwing you right in the fire with all this uh, stuff that we've been going through in the around the world. We know what the PGA Tour situation is. They're going to try and come back in mid-June. Mm -hmm. um, as far as McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, as I understand it, the first six events have been postponed, not canceled, but postponed at this point. Um, where are we now with, with the tour? 
Yeah, so we're working with all of our partners all across Canada uh, in terms of different models and different scenarios. Uh, as you can probably appreciate, we're we've got seven or eight different scenarios that we're working where we've essentially gotten to. Um, so we feel at this point in time that we're in a pretty good spot in terms of uh, relocating or rescheduling, sorry, those events. Um, we don't have anything publicly at this time to come out with. Uh, we're, we're still waiting on a few different uh, confirmations, be it both from uh, the uh, our schedule perspective and getting commitments and just finalizing details with our partners. Uh, and then there's some other uh, considerations being conversations that are happening uh, at the PGA Tour level and the Corn Ferry Tour level in terms of what the seasons are going to look like uh, from a player perspective and all the various uh, social distancing and precautions that are being taken place and or that will have to take place. So uh, we're still waiting on, on that. And so we hope to have some news as it relates to our schedule, uh, I would say, in the, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. What's what's life been like for you? Because I can't imagine. Um, I mean, everything is kind of fluid and moving day to day, week to week, and and it must be difficult to try and. Um, it's sort of like pinning jello to the wall, as the old <laughs> saying goes. But I mean, it must be very difficult to try and find something in all these moving targets. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, it's been very positive. The flexibility that our partners, including golf courses, sponsors have shown us has been tremendous. And it's been, it's made the experience uh, more enjoyable, despite the bigger crisis that's going on. So from that perspective, it's been good. But yeah, a lot of moving targets, Bob, um, you know, trying to trying to figure things out. And, you know, events that are scheduled, per, for example, at golf courses, are they still going to happen? Is that going to preclude us from being able to move into that week um, so there's a lot of you know budget scenarios a lot of discussions around budgets and you know in the current environment uh, as you can appreciate the events aren't doing a lot of uh, reaching out in terms of trying to sell sponsorship because it's just not appropriate and so we're working on models that um, look, look at how can we run the event you know without spectators without corporate uh, involvement uh, what does that look like from a budget perspective? So, yeah, a lot of different considerations, and, and we're looking at everything. It kind of leads me into that next question is that while you do have some some big corporations who are sponsors on this tour, a lot of the, a lot of the people who are backing these are smaller uh, organizations mm -hmm. that are probably being affected a little more mm -hmm. um, during the, the economic side of the pandemic. What have you heard from them? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not as close to the smaller partners um, as most of our tournaments are. Um, but, you know, I think it's a wait and see mentality. I think a lot of people have that wait and see mentality. You know, let's see what, what happens. And we're lucky in that a lot of our events, you know, outside of the new ones that we've announced, uh, have a lot of good tenure with their with their sponsors on the on the higher end and on, on the lower end. So, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of... Uh, what I'll call uh, people that have pulled out at this point. Um, but, you know, we are planning, we've got a, a worst case scenario plan in, in place if we need to enact that. And so uh, obviously we're hopeful that won't happen, but we're prepared if we, if we need to. What, in addition to the corporations, the, you know, PGA Tour players are pretty financially stable, at least the most part of them. But the players who are on your circuit are, are a lot of times going from week to week, like a lot of people in, in the world these days who are trying to find their way in, in this. Mm -hmm. Have you heard from some of the players and maybe some of the difficulties that they're experiencing? 
Yeah, I think like everyone, it's just the unknown. You know, are we going to have a season or am I going to have a, a, a job? Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are definitely players are concerned uh, about what the future is going to look like. Um, and, you know, the, luckily, both the U.S. government and the Canadian government have put uh, policies and opportunities in place for, for our players as freelancers, uh, as it were, to access some funding for the time being. But, you know, definitely I feel for those those players and I'm trying to uh, talk to as many players as I can uh, and keeping them up to speed in terms of what we're thinking and, and where we're heading. And so that's been that's been positive. Uh, I, I'd say, you know, all of us at the McKenzie Tour, uh, we take a lot of pride in uh, being forthright and having a good open relationship with our players. And I think that if you if you spoke to the players, they would echo that and, and appreciate that. So we we definitely set time uh, aside every week to talk to, to players. And, um, you know, it's a tough situation for everyone, Bob. And like any golfer, I'm optimistic that, you know, we'll be able to pull through it and, and have a season or some semblance of a season at the right point well if things go well you'll uh, start out july 16th in windsor and uh i'm sure a lot of people looking forward to to that to being able to see some golf and uh and mm -hmm. whether they can they can follow it live or, or whether they just have to uh you know just check it out over the internet or something like that it'll be nice mm -hmm. to see the mckenzie tour tour canada up and running and uh, we wish you all the best with that and congratulations on the uh, on the new you. job title that's well deserved thanks bob i appreciate it Scott Pritchard, Executive Director, PGA Tour Canada, and uh, they've got a plan in place. Uh, hopefully that plan works out and they're ready to go. Bob, you brought up something there in that interview about place, uh, players looking for a place to play. And I had this conversation earlier this week when I was uh, doing a, a TSN radio hit uh, on one of, our, uh, one of our affiliate stations, uh, Coast to Coast here, and it was brought up about other tours. And, you know, forget about the top 50 players in the world, top 100 players in the world. What about everybody else? What about the guys trying to keep their card on tour? What about the Corn Ferry players, PGA Tour Canada, Latino America? Not everybody out there is a multimillionaire that, that, that doesn't need to play golf and doesn't need to keep their status. Uh, there, there's certainly a story there that certainly hits hard here at home on, on PGA Tour Canada that people, I think, are forgetting. Um Th th these guys are not uh, lying around, uh, you know, counting the cash under their mattress. No, exactly. And in some cases, it's as dire as, you know, I, I know guys who've played on PGA Tour Canada using their credit card uh, to try and fund their ways. And, you know, guys are doing their laundry in the sinks and the hotel rooms. And uh, it's it's not a glamorous life when you're down there trying to make ends meet. And you're really just trying to get experience. And the other side of that, of course, is, uh, is don't forget the, the LPGA Tour where, um, you know, the top 50, 60, 70 players make a decent living. But after that, it's, it gets to be pretty tight as well. And that's a major tour. So there's a lot of golfers out there who are like, you know, it's it's hard to feel entirely sorry for them when you see what's going on in the world and the number of people who don't have any job at all and all those kind of things. But from a golf perspective, um, if there's no tour, there's no chance to make a make a buck. So it's a, it's a tough situation that these players find themselves in. Well, hopefully we're uh, going to be close to getting back soon and getting these guys out there playing golf and getting their jobs going again on on every tour. So on the other side, we're going to switch gears. Bob, you know, Adam Scully never seems to be in a bad mood. That's what I love about Adam. Adam is always a happy 
cup half full guy. He's one of the, the nicest guys to be around. I think he might have woken up on the wrong side of the bed this morning because did you see the trivia question that we're going out with in our next segment on how you win a dozen golf balls? <laughs> I did see it. <laughs> I couldn't have figured that answer out if you'd given me a two two weeks to find it. No, but no, I, I don't know how. I know we have some very smart listeners who will get it, but still, it's it's a toughie. It's a toughie. So we're going to go out in our next segment. We got a huge tailor made announcement coming up next. We're going to give away, or we're going to try to give away a dozen tailor made golf balls. But you know, we got Scully time coming up in uh, an hour or two, Bob. And I think you and I are going to have to get to the bottom of of uh, why maybe Adams in the first bad mood in a long time. Uh, you know, he's even been cheery and uh, happy during this COVID period. You know, so. Uh, We'll find out. Maybe it's finally gotten to him, Bob. We'll find that out. So on the other side, big Taylor made announcement from GTC, and we'll give away a dozen golf balls. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back. GTC Zucchino Weeks as we wrap up the front side. Hour one of Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, busy hour two. Brian Hayes, the host of Overdrive on TSN 1015, TSN Television. Adam Scully, Scully Time. Dave Hempstead, co-star and executive producer of Off the Hosel. Uh, lots still to get to and lots to get to still here as we wrap up hour one. Okay, we teased uh, that Adam Scully may have woken up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, which is very rare for Skulls. Uh, but he has a trivia question. So here's the trivia question. And the, what we want you to do is send us your answers at Golf Talk Canada. Send us your a- answers on social media at Golf Talk Canada. On Monday, we will draw a winner for a dozen, a tailor-made a TP5 or TP5X golf balls. And we will draw the winner and send those out to you. But we want to know this. It was announced earlier this week that uh, Tiger and Phil uh, are going to have their rematch with uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So everybody looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to watch that and uh, everybody needing content right now. So I think uh, everybody looking for something fun to engage in. That should be a fun match. Adam wants to know, we want to know how many combined birdies, how many combined birdies did Tiger and Phil make in the original match back in 2018 on Thanksgiving? They had the match for the big, uh, what was it, 9 million or, Bob, what was the pot? I can't even remember what they played for was it nine million ten million bucks winner take nine million winner take all that was it nine million that's right nine million winner take all and uh you know i found the answer to this uh question interesting bob because i think the answer will surprise some people because i don't really recall a lot of birdies in this match but maybe if we're counting the extra holes, I don't know. But the number surprised me. Did the number surprise you when you saw the win- the winning number of total combined birdies for this match? Yes, I was because I I would have thought they would have set the whole course up, you know, to make it really accessible for these guys. I'm kind of giving away a little bit of the story, I guess. The but um, yeah, I was surprised. So we're looking for total combined birdies. Tiger and Phil in the original match. Winner gets a dozen tailor-made golf, golf balls. You must send us your answers at Golf Talk Canada. Now, speaking 
of at Golf Talk Canada. We're finally bringing it back. We will have some news coming up in the next few weeks, hopefully early June. We will have an announcement about Golf Talk Canada returning back to TSN TV. So Golf Talk Canada coming back to TSN television in 2020. Uh, there will be an announcement in the next several weeks, hopefully by early June. And our uh, season will f- be focused around major championship golf, like it usually is. So we're just getting pushed back the way everything else is getting pushed back in the world of golf. But if we're coming back to television, that means only one thing as well. 20 weeks of TaylorMade is coming back. It kicks off May the 9th. We're going to give away our first prize Saturday, May the 9th. That'll lead us 20 weeks from there into what will be the U.S. Open. The final week of 20 weeks of TaylorMade will be the new date for the U.S. Open. For those 20 weeks, starting May the 9th, we are going to give away, over that period, close to $20,000 in TaylorMade product. That's right, close to twenty k in TaylorMade products starting May the 9th, right up to the U.S. Open, with the grand prize being a custom-fit set of TaylorMade golf clubs, top-to-bottom tour experience at the Performance Lab near you kicks off may the 9th we'll let you know what the first week prize is next week on golf talk canada but it starts right now the only way you can win 20 weeks of TaylorMade, you need to follow us on twitter and instagram follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada if you follow us you're in each week we'll do a random ballot draw for the prize for the winner if you already follow us on social media you're already included in 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. And if you don't follow us on social media, follow us now, Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada, for your chance to win close to 20000 in product throughout the summer, leading right into that September date of the U.S. Open. So, Bob, it's back. We'll talk about some of the product coming out that we'll be giving away. Uh, we'll uh, showcase it on our video podcast on social media, and we'll give it away Saturdays on GTC. Been looking forward to 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Didn't know when we were going to get a chance to kick it off, but now that we have uh, looks like a, a professional golf schedule, uh, a potential Golf Talk Canada TV schedule, no time like the present to kick off 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It's awesome, and of course, for uh, I know for a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers, this is a big part of why they tune in. Not that they don't love our riveting commentary, but the chance to win so many of these great prizes... Uh, is pretty spectacular. I've heard that from a lot of people, and and you hear from the people who actually win, and they uh, they tell you how wonderful it is to try and get a new, you know, they get a new set of irons or a new driver or whatever in the bag. And man, it's uh, it's a great way. Well, I tell you, it's very simple. The formula for Golf Talk Canada: why uh, people listen and watch Golf Talk Canada. It's very simple. Uh, Twenty weeks tailor-made, uh Bob Weeks interviews, Adam Scully's uh, tight T-shirt workouts, and Mark Skino's anger. Those are the four things that drive Golf Talk Canada. Without those four things, I don't know if we have a GTC. Now, uh, on the other side, we got a busy hour too, Bob, but let, let, let's tease our next guest coming up in the, off the top of, uh, the backside of Golf Talk Canada. Brian Hayes, who is the host of Overdrive here with uh, Noodles and the O-Dog on TSN 1050. Of course, also simulcast on TSN television, coast to coast. So our listeners, uh, regardless of where you're listening to Golf Talk Canada this morning are very 
you're familiar with Brian. And there was a, a little trash talking going on this week. And uh, we, you and I talked about it off the top of today's show. Uh, this goes back to last year's U.S. Open, which I totally forgot about, by the way, because I do recall uh, that conversation about Beth Page and Brian. But it's it's come full circle. And the O-Dog went out this week and suggested that Brian Hayes cannot break 200 at the National. Now, you and I are typically partners and we've only lost once in our storied history of playing golf and, and if nick nick orbridge and adam scully finally took us down after like 17 tries about a year and a half ago on the 18th green at aviera and since then we've avenged that loss multiple times against against those two okay so we're practically undefeated but i'm starting to think that maybe and we'll throw this at brian that maybe you and I need to set up a match uh, at the National this upcoming summer where Team Weston takes on uh, Brian Hayes and, and Zacchino, and we'll really facilitate this to, to get this 200 uh, challenge in place for Brian Hayes. Ooh, this could be this could be an interesting one. I don't know. I'm not sure how comfortable I am splitting up with my uh, longtime partner, <laughs> <laughs> but... but uh... I would I would say uh, you know O Dog is a very good golfer. He's one of the best golfers at Weston, and he hasn't won the club championship, but only because a lot of times he doesn't enter it. <laughs> but he's he's come close, so that would be interesting. I don't know. That would be a good one. I I think you're obviously a better golfer than he is, so it might come down to me and Brian and who can uh, get it under two hundred first. Well, like we're just saying, like listen, please. I I have never seen like you're. I don't want to ever play against you. Our team is is solid. I'm strictly doing this so we can facilitate these two going toe to toe. Other than that, if we don't do this, Bob, those two can go toe to toe, and you and I can just wear a fedora and carry a notepad and follow them around like like the old days. All right, that's the only other option we have here. So, uh, look at Brady. We'll be like Brady and Peyton Manning. Exactly, exactly. So that's coming up in hour two. We got Brian Hayes in hour two. We got Adam Scully, Scully time in hour two. We got Dave Hempstead off the hosel hour two. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada, Instagram, and Twitter for your chance at 20,000 apprising. And Adam Scully wants to know how many total birdies did Tiger and Phil have in the match back in 2018, uh, the original match. He wants to know how many uh, birdies they had. Send us your answer at Golf Talk Canada for your chance at a dozen tailor-made golf balls. That does it for Hour 1 of GTC. Hour 2 coming up next. It is jam-packed. Remember uh, to follow us on social media, and thank you for listening to Hour 1. The first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks.
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. We have a jam-packed hour or two. Scully time still to come. Dave Hempstead from Off the Hosel joining us. We just announced 20 weeks of TaylorMade is back. And we continue to plow through GTC with something that happened earlier this week here on TSN 1050 that I just found so amusing. And it lit up on social media. And I said to Adam and Bob, we got we have to jump in here. We, we just had to jump in. So welcoming now to the program the host of Overdrive, which you can hear on TSN TSN 1050, and of course, watch on TSN television, Brian Hayes. Brian, thanks for jumping in with us this morning. I, I know you, you work Monday to Friday, and then we ask you to, to, to come back to work Saturday morning, but uh, we had to connect with you on uh, what went down this week. Well, if you're giving me an opportunity to defend myself, Mark, I will take it at any point. Mid, you know, midweek, weekends, any month of the year, anytime you guys are going to give me that opportunity, because I took a beating... All week. My golf game took a beating all week. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, I, you know, I got upset because I've played with you. Bob's played with you. You're a great player. Uh, I told everybody, I went immediately to social media when, when it hit my feed, and I was like, hold on a second here. I played with Brian, and, you know, he, he broke 80 with me the last time we played. I think you were coming off like a four-month layoff. You slammed the trunk. You went and broke 80, and I, 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 just, I couldn't take the disrespect. So before we get to this any further, for those of you listening this morning that don't know what we're talking about, the O-Dog had some pretty sharp things to say about uh, Brian. Ryan's game, his golf game, on overdrive this week. Let, let's let's go back. Let's hear that audio and tee this up so people know exactly what we're talking about. This is from earlier this week on overdrive. It says Brian Hayes would shoot. Was that one sixty four or one sixty nine? One sixty four at the national. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a local course? Are you kidding me? I dummy the national. Brian, dummy. I'm not kidding. And this is this is for real. Okay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> if you played the absolute back tips at the National, you would shoot 200 plus. Get out of here, dude. Vince Young, like, stop. Okay, Vince? Enough. I don't want to hear from you. That's garbage, and you know it. 200? Like, 200. you see me I would shoot 200. I would shoot 200. No, Jamie, Brian Hayes would shoot 200 at the Nash from the tips. I'm not no, kidding, man. I wouldn't. Okay, okay, Brian, this this upset me. Okay, I thought, you know, maybe, okay, 100. Now, I personally think you can play uh, well anywhere you go, especially if you know a, a, a round of golf's coming. But this was complete disrespect. Have you played the National before? Uh, what what do you really think your number is at the Nash from the I, tips? I have not played it. I have heard from uh, countless people that it is probably the most difficult course in the country, certainly in the GTA. I, I'm well aware of the monster that is the national and from the tips i think they said it's about 7200 maybe 7300 the championship pins you know it's it may be the most difficult greens in the country i get it i understand it but it's a golf course i mean i've been playing golf for 30 years mark bob you guys have played with me i don't profess to be a monster and i i don't bomb the ball but i keep the ball in play tee to green i'm a quality player my putting is debatable <laughs> my putting can come and go uh, hole the hole, let alone round around. So if I'm not rolling it, I could be in a bit of trouble. But I would be so disappointed if I shot north of 110, 115. I, I'd be I'd be shocked. I would be disgusted. If I came anywhere close to 200, I would quit. I'd quit golf. I, I would I would be so disgusted with myself. So I I think I'll be fine. Um, I anticipate this happening at some point. I guess we need the golf courses to open. Uh, before we can get out there and do that. 
But I think if, even if I hadn't played, if I had not hit a range, if I didn't warm up, if I didn't stretch, if I simply drove to the National, grabbed my gloves, threw my shoes on, threw on a glove, teed off, and, and bombed away, uh, I would maybe shoot 115. Maybe 115. You give me an opportunity to warm up and feel decent about my game, I think, I would, I think I'd have a good shot of breaking 100. That's how I so, feel about it. So, Brian, th- this all stemmed back from, this, from the whole thing we did at Beth Page <laughs> at the PGA Championship last year where we got into uh, the discussion about what someone would shoot at that golf course because some of the from the back tees to the fairway, sometimes it was like a 275-yard carry. And I was saying that if you had to count all the penalty shots because you'd definitely lose you know, probably a dozen balls. And I'm not meaning you, Brian Hayes. I'm meaning the 15 or the 12 handicapper that right. we are. You would shoot in a big number like that. This is, is going to be a different beast because even from the back tees, you're still going to be able to reach most of the fairways, right? Well, I, I hope so, Bob. I, I lean on you for your expertise. I, I like the fact that I can actually get to you directly because Jeff O'Neill has been speaking on your behalf for quite some time, and I think it's... I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I think you support my game a little bit more than the O-Dog would suggest whenever we're on the air because he always claims he calls you up and you say, I'm going to shoot 350 at Tam O'Shantern. And I'm like, <laughs> how does that even make sense? There's no way Bob actually said that or Bob believes it. You're right, though. The carry off the green or carry off the tee would be my biggest concern. Um, and if I had to, if I got to chip up to the blues and launch from there, I would do it. I mean, if I'm, if I'm working backwards from 200, if that's effectively what the bet is with O or whatever, um, I would have to get creative, but you're right. I mean, if it's a 270 yard carry, I can't do that. I cannot carry the ball anywhere close to it. I can't hit the ball 270 off the tee unless I got wind behind me and maybe it's going downhill. So if that's the case. Um, and we're playing PGA Tour rules, I, I could be in some trouble. But uh, you know, I haven't played the Nationals, so I don't know how many holes would, would offer up that challenge. I mean, I'd have to rely you know, on you guys. You know, Tom Fazio, the guy who designed the, uh, the National back in the 70s, told me once in an interview years later, I said, I said to him, I said, you know, some of those back tees, there's one back tee that's in like a guy's backyard now, and I don't think anyone ever plays it. They have to send a guy around a street to cut it. But he said he said it was never meant to be played from the back tees. It would be way, way too hard. But here's an idea. How about you take a seven iron, a putter, and a wedge? Use that strategy you just talked about, laying up to the to the next tee deck, and and I, you might still be able to bring it in under 200. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it would be uh, emasculating. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it wouldn't be one of my finest moments, pitching up to a different tee block. Uh, but I don't care. I mean, I've got to get creative. I've, I've got to find a way to, to make sure that the O-Dog is wrong on this. So um, I'm, I'm confident outside of off the tees, to your point. I, I don't spray the ball much. In fact, my driver is my best club. I don't, I don't hit it that far, but off the tee, I'm very accurate. Um, and as long as I can get over any water or any fescue or, or whatever, if I can get on grass and hit my second shot, I think again. I'm I'm coming in around 100, maybe 110, maybe all 110. All right, I got to jump in here because I say there is no way that Brian Hayes doesn't break 100 at the national. Ooh. I think he breaks 100 hands down. If I've I've seen Brian's game, and if if he knows this is coming, 
Not a chance. That T-deck, Bob, that you're referring to is, I believe, 12, and it's in my uh, cousin Fabrizio's backyard. And he's in charge of, of keeping that low, uh, tightly mown, that, that T-deck, because it is in his own backyard. So, Brian, here's what I'm thinking. Now, Bob and I, we never split up. We, we're always teammates. And I think, Bob, we're something like 37-1 and one is our record a, as a team. But we need to facilitate this match. Bri, you know that Bob is a member at Weston along with the O-Dog. So right. I think we set up a friendly match for this summer. We'll, we'll make some calls, see if we can set up this match at the National, where you and I have a, a friendly match against Bob and O-Dog, except what will be happening internally in that match is not so friendly between you and the O-Doc. Okay, so we're... <laughs> I love it. I'm 100% in. He'll love it, too. You know. Uh, All right. We're going to do this, and I say, and what the side action on this thing is going to be incredible as well, because I I, I got you under 100 because, you know, I think this is insulting. I I, Yes, it's a hard golf course, but like you say, you hit your driver great. You're smart. You've been playing golf for 30 years. You know how to get your way around. You're going to make pars. You're going to have, you might even have the odd birdie to offset the big holes. You're a good player. My money's on hay. So this, I think next week, Bri, we're going to have uh, the O-Dog on. We're going to try to get the O-Dog on next Saturday and uh, issue the challenge to him. So Brian is in. Brian's on I'm board. In. 100% okay. I'm in. I can't wait. All right, wait. so we're, we are going to throw it out to the O-Dog. Uh, we're going to see if we can get him on the record as accepting this challenge and give him a chance at a rebuttal here. But uh I'm liking where this is going, Brian. And you know what the other thing I like about this, too? It all points to uh, some time in the, in the near future where life's going to get back to normal. That's right. I mean, that, that actually was – that's what made it fun this week. We, you know the, the way – the dynamic of our show. We just chirp each other basically for three hours. So I, I was, you know, taking the brunt of it this week, which I'm fine with because that felt normal. And we were talking about something that we can look forward to. And I certainly hope we get to do that sooner rather than later. And uh, just the thought of, of being, I don't care, the tips. We could play any any tees, uh, any greens, any warm-up, any anticipation we want. As long as we're playing golf somewhere, uh, I, I can't wait. It's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I, I think I can speak for O, although he can do it for himself next week. I'd be shocked if he didn't accept this. I appreciate your support, Mark. I still haven't heard any support from Bob, though. Like, I still <laughs> Is, what's going on here, Bob? Please tell me on the record on your show here. You think I can break two hundred? Do you Listen, think I, gotta, I can break two hundred? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna handicap my, or kneecap my partner before we play the match. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta be with, I gotta I gotta live with O. Don't forget every time I go to play golf at Weston. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, he he you are the guy he goes to when he's convinced that I'm gonna chop it around every single course. So. Um, I, at some point I'm going to convince you, Bob, that I am capable of playing and I look forward to doing that this summer at the national. That sounds good. He is Brian Hayes. Don't forget to listen to Overdrive 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern on TSN 1050 right here in Toronto. Of course, the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, you can watch Overdrive as well on the TSN television network. Follow Brian on social media at Hayes TSN. That's at Hayes TSN. Brian, you got my support. Thanks for jumping in. Looking forward to this, and uh, we'll chat in the near future. Thanks for taking the time this morning. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Brian Hayes, this is going to be fun, Bob. I'm looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to uh, trying to get the old dog on next Saturday. I'm sure he'll jump in here and uh, give us his side of this challenge. On the other side, we're going to jump in with Adam Scully for Scully Time. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. That was fun with Brian Hayes. Uh, looking forward to getting the O-Dog on as well next week. That was good times. A great show. I love Overdrive. I'm uh, not just uh, a, a colleague. We're not just colleagues. We're fans of Overdrive. Great show. Welcoming into the program now, master producer himself. It's time for a little Scully time. Skulls, welcome uh, back in on a Saturday morning. Before we get to a lot, because there's a lot to get to, I want to know why you woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning with your trivia question. I want some comments on Brooke uh, uh, Kepka's uh, uh, haircut, because that was, uh, ooh, I don't even know. Kepka looked like, uh, with the mustache and the haircut, he looked like he should be uh, filming a movie in a shag carpet, uh, plastic <laughs> drapes, and a heavy bass line in the background, if you know what I'm talking about. So before we get to that, though, uh, Hayes versus the O-Dog. Have, have you ever seen either one of them play? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I got to tell you, so the last time I played golf with uh, Brian, uh, Mandarin Golf Club with uh, Jeff McDonald and, and Weeksy, he hadn't played golf in like three months, four months, came to the parking lot, slammed the trunk, broke 80. I got to think he's got a, a real, I don't care how far back we go, he's going to break 100 at the National. It's still golf. Yeah, I haven't played with Hayes. I played with O actually last year at Weston with uh, Dave Poole and, and Nate Klingersmith, who used to be at the Nash. And I was speaking with Nate recently, and he was talking about how the greens, if they put them in tough spots at the Nash, you could be putting all afternoon. So that's got to be a concern right there. I, you know, I'm not sure if, if Hay, what, what Hayes' handicap is. I've heard between 8 and 20. I don't know what the confirmed number is. Uh, but I think that'd be thrilling to watch. I'd, I'd love to be the official score, uh, as Mark, as you were saying, with a fedora on, a cigar going, and carrying, uh, walking around with a pint, too. I think that'd be great, uh, great theater. You know, uh, Scully, I think that uh, the fun of that event is what's going to make it driving, but speaking of yeah. fun, <laughs> can you look and tell me what is going on with Brooks Kepka's haircut? Because you were a man who cut your own oh, hair. Yeah. Right? yeah, you know what? It was, um, when, I, when I saw it, it was creative what Kepka and his girlfriend, Jenna Sims, were doing where they filmed it. And it looked like she tried to give it a go and sort of gave up. She was going scorched earth on the sides, really buzzed down to almost a one or down to the wood, I should say. And then it looked like she sort of gave up and, and shaved the top a little bit and then went with the mustache look. You know, it's not quite like Borat. He doesn't quite have the afro going. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, if I don't touch my beard for about a month and don't tell you guys in one of our video podcasts, I, I might just show up with a mustache and and just see what you guys think and, and a fresh haircut like Kafka. It might have to happen if if this gets into June. And I I wouldn't tell you guys at all. It would just be a nice surprise. I would just be on camera and not say a word and just uh, hear your guys' response. I'm sure it'd be uh, quite something. 
Scully, if I don't shave for a week, my stomach grows into my forehead. All right. So, okay, that's a week. Okay, in the Zakito household. All right. Skulls, we've started this a couple of weeks ago. We started on our video podcast that drops every Wednesday uh, around lunchtime. It's been great. We've had a lot of positive feedback. We've had some great guests. We've had uh, Kevin Thistle from PGA of Canada, Lawrence Applebaum uh, from Golf Canada. Uh, it's been very uh, solid response so far. But we started this looking back on the year that was a year ago. Here we are now. Uh, practically last week of April as we get the flip over to the month of May. Where were we a year ago in the world yeah. of golf? So where were we? We This weekend would have been the LPGA Tour, the Hugo Air Premier LA Open, where Minji Lee won by four shots, four rounds in the 60s for her fifth career LPGA Tour win. Brooke Henderson coming off the win at the Lotte Championship, finished T10, one of her 13 top 10s in 2019 remarkably consistent two other canadians making the cut jacqueline lee and ac tangay on the european tour the trophy hassan in morocco won by jorge campillo eric van rien of note finished two shots off that lead and austin Connolly was the lone canadian to play he unfortunately missed the cut pga tour this is the team event zurich classic of new orleans John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, a very uh, unique duo with a three-shot victory. Uh, Europeans Sergio Garcia and Tommy Foywood came in second. Great Canadian content in this tournament last year. David Hearn playing with Irishman Seamus Power coming T5, their second straight year with a top-10 finish. They finished T10 in 2018. Not the only Canadian in the top-10 last year, Nick Taylor and Martin Laird coming T9, while Adam Hadwin and Jim Canoose finished T13. Now, boys, we talked about this on the video podcast. i got to throw this to you on the radio as well. This event has walk-up music where guys walk up to the first tee and, and there's whatever music they, they want blaring. What music would you guys have as your walk-up music? Uh, Mark, let's start with you. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with uh, what I said on the video podcast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come out with uh, this. Is my WWE side coming out, boys. I'm coming out with something intimidating, little guitar riff of some kind. Maybe I'm thinking Hell's Bells. We start with those oh. scary, evil Hell's Bells into that classic Angus Young guitar riff. Crank to eleven for the Spinal Tap fans listening to GTC this morning. That's how I'm coming to the first tee. And when I get to that first tee, I hope I don't hustle it. <laughs> Oh man, I'm going to do the same thing as you, Mark. I'm going with my pick that I did on uh, on the uh, on the video podcast. I'm going with Bob Seger's "Beautiful Loser" because that's generally mm. where I end. <laughs> but you know what's interesting about that about that lineup uh, with with uh, David Hearn and Seamus Power is that that came together because David Hearn didn't have a partner and he put his put himself out on Twitter and said, "Anybody want to play?" And Seamus Power got back to him and said, "Yeah, I'll play with you." And mm-hmm. they uh, and they had the two top ten finishes. You know, and it's funny too, boys, about the, the walk-up music. Now with quarantine happening and no one leaving their house and no one getting haircuts, uh, with no one cutting their hair, as we saw with Alex Chica, I believe it was two years ago, he let his man bun out and was rocking his hair back and forth. He has about shoulder-length hair at the time. So with this going on, if none of us cut our hair for a little bit, at least the top of our heads anyway, we could rock out on the first tee. 
Oh, whoa, 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 you, maybe you two can do this, okay? Uh, some of us, not so much. Uh, it's amazing, you know, how, what a difference a year makes. I, I was at the Zurich uh, last year for PGA Tour Radio. Uh, my first time ever to that event. It was a great event. The players are so uh, laid back and they're having fun and they're kind of guards down in that event. It gets a little serious, you know, on Sunday when someone's trying to win a golf tournament because it's an official win, even though it's a two-man event. It's an official win. It's official FedEx Cup points. It's real money. So it gets a little bit more serious, uh, certainly on Sunday, but, but it's, it's really fun kind of leading up to that. But, you know, we, we were talking about Roger Sloan. We ran uh, Bob's interview with Roger Sloan earlier in the show, and he talked about the, kind of that stretch uh, in the Midwest with some of those golf courses. TPC Deer Run, uh, where they play the John Deere Classic, is one of, the, I think, the most underrated golf courses uh, on the PGA Tour. It's such a great golf course. It is right up there with TPC River Highlands as an underrated golf course. And I'm talking about courses we see on an annual basis, not something we see in a Rota or anything like that. I'm talking regular PGA Tour stop. I got to tell you, on the opposite side of that comes a golf course in Zurich Classic of New Orleans. I mean, I know a lot of it, guys, is topography. Scully, have you ever been to New Orleans? It's so flat. It's so swampy. It reminds me of that joke about my dog ran away on Monday in Saskatchewan, and Friday I could still see him running away because it is just the <laughs> flattest piece of land in the world. Well, the difference in Zurich is it's still flat, It's just, but it's a total swamp in New Orleans, very underwhelmed. Had a fun in New Orleans, but from a golf perspective, eh. Yeah, I I have not been there, but from that scouting report, I'm not sure if I'll ever want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, have you ever been to New Orleans? I have not been to New Orleans. Nope. All I know is New Orleans is sinking. I don't want to. <laughs> <start, right? laughs> well, I got to tell you, if I'm Adam and I'm in my 20s and I'm a young, good-looking single guy and I've got a group of buddies, I'm going to New Orleans and having some fun in the French Quarter because that is Lots of fun. It is a massive party, but Scully, do not bring your golf clubs, okay? Well, I, I was going to say, if, if I go to New Orleans with the Kepka slash Borat mustache, what would happen? <laughs> I don't know. I think Bob and I might have to fly to New Orleans to get you out of jail if that happens. Is what this is going? Scully, before we let you go, any news out of uh, Bayview and Dustin? You guys have any member communications about potential dates opening, or what's the communication from a Toronto Hunt standpoint? We've had, you know, uh, boards keeping an eye on it, waiting for an announcement from uh, the province. Obviously, if there's a, an announcement pr- from the province, there'll be like COVID nineteen protocol in place when we come out the other side of this. But it's very vague and it's very great. What do you have on your side? Yeah, not, nothing too official yet. Bayview has posted some photos of the golf course and it looks pure or as Bart would say that nice it looks that nice so, uh, <laughs> what i have heard though is is once we are given the green light to play our superintendent would need probably seven to ten days to get the course fully manicured and ready to play so mm-hmm. uh it let's say you know, we heard that may 15 potential dates uh, that would actually work very well, almost to your May 26th date that you mentioned off the top of the show, Mark. So uh, fingers crossed that we can get some golf. But I, I'm like you; I might have to take some practice swings in the backyard today because I'm not sure. I'm not sure what which side of the golf club to hold at this point. 
Yeah, exactly. Time to get ready. Time to stretch it out. He is a master producer, Adam Scully. You can get his podcast on iTunes, Scully Scoop. He did the uh, live Instagram that I chimed in on last <laughs> night, which was fun. I want to know which one of you two boys were doing more squats and working out. And, of course, you can get our video podcast every Wednesday at tsn.ca. Skulls, we'll talk uh, this week more on uh, our video podcast. Yes, sir. Stay safe, boys. We'll talk to you soon. Adam Scully on the other side my good friend Dave Hempstead we made a big off the hosel announcement earlier this week off the hosel finally coming to television starting with a really a huge American launch uh hopefully more news on Canada coming shortly uh but you are if you are a, a subscriber to Bell 5 television you can get off the hosel in Canada as well we'll touch base with my co-star and good friend Dave Hempstead coming up next this is Golf Talk Canada this segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Whoa, jam-packed Golf Talk Canada today. If you missed the announcement, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is returning. It comes back May 9th, our first giveaway, over $20,000 worth of TaylorMade product throughout the summer, ending with the U.S. Open in September. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is back. You need to follow us at Instagram and Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. Well, earlier this week and last week, I've been telling Bob and Adam that uh, we, we finally have an off-the-hosel announcement. Bob, the project that never ends we finally uh put a bow on it we've got we got five episodes of off the hosel uh ready to launch may 4th on cbs sports network in the u.s and if you're a subscriber to bell 5 tv in canada you can get the cbs sports network on your tv so it's also a, a bell canada launch as well may 4th and i was happy to get this off the ground because the one thing i always say is i'm very lucky and what i mean by say i'm very lucky is obviously i get to work in an industry that i'm very passionate about and love but i also get to work with people that i love and i have great teams you and adam and the people at tsn my friends at PGA Tour Radio, and again with Off the Hosel, my good friend Dave Hempstead, Dave Mary, Allie Green. Uh, Dave uh, Hempstead and I have been friends since we're 15 years old, so it's pretty lucky when you get to work with people you love and, and you get to uh, uh, try different things in, in really a game that we love. Well, I've been lucky enough to see uh, a couple of episodes that you've sent me of, the, uh, of, of, of Off the Hosel, and I think it's, people are going to love the show, and they're probably going to love it because of the interaction between you and Dave, which is like... You know, we think we have a lot of fun on this show. Uh, <laughs> you guys take it to a new level. It is, it is a real treat to watch this show, and I'm so happy for you guys that you've got a, you got a home for it now. 
Thank you so much, Bob. Uh, Dave and I have uh, give you a little background. We've been very good friends since we were 15 years old. We started in the golf industry together at an old place called Dynamic Golf that I know Bob will remember. And Dynamic Golf back in the day was the golf town before golf town existed. We started there as kids. Our first jobs in the golf industry 30 years ago. And from there, we kind of started competing on everything. We played junior golf together. We'd compete in club championships together. We pretty much bet and compete anything related in golf i remember putting contests at dynamic golf at 18 years old it would go to the wee hours of the night so we came up with this idea for the show what if the two of us traveled to some pretty good spots and kind of renewed our rivalry so to speak and the winner got something fun and the loser well the loser got kind of got something stupid did, did a little something humiliating it's a little bit of kenny versus spenny meets the big break meets a travel show uh meets a couple of lunatics earlier this week after our big announcement may 4th to cbs sports network i had the opportunity to chat with my good friend dave hempstead Okay, so if you missed the big announcement this week on social media, you missed that off the hosel coming May 4th to the CBS Sports Network, which if you're a subscriber to Bell TV in Canada, you're going to get it in Canada. Of course, over 60 million houses and our friends in the U.S., more to come. And let's chat it out with the co-star of Off the Hosel and my good friend, uh, Hammer, Dave Hempstead. Hammer, how are we doing this morning, brother? Pretty good, Z. Pretty good. Thank you for giving me a reason to groom myself. <laughs> so you and I have been uh, sitting on this for quite some time. Uh, the, the project that never ends. Uh, a yeah. couple of years in the making. So before I guess before we jump into this, for somebody that doesn't know about our project, that doesn't know about Off the Hosel, uh, describe Off the Hosel to someone that has no clue about it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what do we say? It's a golf travel buddy uh, show. That's one way to describe it, I guess. But really, it's uh, Z and I going golfing and uh, trying to get the better of each other. Uh, I think our log line is uh, we travel to beautiful places and make ugly bets or something like that. Yeah, which is pretty much what we've been doing for uh, a few decades. So for uh, anyone that doesn't know that uh, Dave and I have been friends since we were 15 years old, I grew up playing uh, junior golf together, uh, have always been competing, whether it's on a golf course, a putting green, a driving range, but always having a blast. And we thought, you know, why not bring that to the small screen and uh, showcase it in a travel show? And if you know Dave at all and the team that put this together, um, some of the funniest people on the planet. So comedy is always part of it. But Hammer, I got to tell you, uh, I think we might have missed the boat on this because the making of Off the Hosel might be funnier than Off the Hosel. <laughs> it's a great story that a couple of friends could uh, years later get a sports show on CBS Sports. Uh, you know, obviously you and I are exceptional athletes. <laughs> no surprise that they finally called and said how do we get these pinup models on our uh, program <laughs> <laughs> all right we went to some awesome places um you realize they, they had to shut down all sports before they went okay we'll put these two on tv yeah you know what i was talking about that it only took uh, what a pandemic and the shutdown of every uh, professional sports league on the planet for uh, off the hustle to see daylight <laughs> that's right but on the upside uh, you know as a as a comedian um you know my work is over for now I'm on hiatus until people can get together. So it is important to me that we can find out new ways to entertain people and help them get through this. So a lot of people are missing sports. A lot of people need some laughs. I think it's the right time for us to sort of step in and go here. Here's your sports fix. 
here's some laughs. We'll deliver that for you while you're stuck at home uh, trying not to kill your kids. No, 100%. Like, the timing couldn't be better uh, for something lighthearted and a little reminder of the way life was and hopefully uh, the way life's coming back soon. So, no, you're right. We, we hit a sweet spot there, and I hope people really enjoy it. We went to some amazing places. I, I really enjoyed uh, everywhere we went. I think for me, and I want to know this for you too, for me, the biggest surprise, and I want to put this in the wrong Wait, but I knew nothing at all about French Lake, Indiana. A lot of the other spots that we went and filmed, um, I, I had been to before. Obviously, Las Vegas, Stream Song. I've been to you know Michigan, etc. So there's a Myrtle Beach, uh, but French Lake, I, I didn't know anything about it, and I, I'd never been there before. And the golf we played and our visit to French Lake was like mind blowing for me. That was the most, the biggest surprise. And out there shooting it. What for you? Like, where were you on that? Where do you land on that? Hands down, and not just the golf course, but also the people of French Lake. I was surprised at the whole experience because, yeah, has anyone outside of Indiana heard of French Lake? Uh, unless you're in Larry Bird's family, <laughs> I had I had no idea. So the the Pizai Golf Course, eight thousand one hundred and two yards from the tips, that in itself was ridiculous, and that property is is such a beast. Uh, and, and what a fun golf course to play. But then the people in French Lick, too, were just wonderful. And uh, some of the places we got to go to, the Brick 33 and the, the Spirits, uh, Spirits of French Lick, I mean, I would absolutely recommend uh, going to French Lick as a golf des destination to anybody I chatted with, which yeah. I would not have thought would be true. 100%. So uh, just to, for those of you that don't know a lot about Off the Hosel, check it out at offthehosel.com and follow us on social media at Off the Hosel. But it's basically a golf travel show where we play for really cool things and we play for, or we usually press for, very embarrassing, humiliating things. So Hammer, without giving away any of the humiliation bets of, of any kind, uh, I'll tell you the one that I was scared of the most was episode two which is stream song uh, killing me softly at stream song was the uh, was the the press that scared me the most and I'm curious from your standpoint because the winds are all cool it doesn't matter where we go the winds are cool we, you know you get to experience something that is very original to that part of the world and do it in a very cool manner on the other guy's buck so you know, that, that never hurts. The wins are always good, but the losses tend to hurt more. And the, the press in epi episodes two scared me the most. For you, out of all the presses, which one were you, which you were going, man, I do not want to lose today. I didn't, uh, first of all, I've never wanted to lose anything. <laughs> Ever. So <laughs> I don't care what the thing was. I don't want to lose, period. Especially to you. Especially you. For those of you who don't know how good a golfer Z is, he's a short game wizard, only guy uh, that could compete with Phil Mickelson in flop shot contact. <laughs> but uh, I'm about, uh, I don't know, six, eight inches and 100 pounds bigger than you. <laughs> so losing to this little guy who gets up and down from everywhere is maddening in itself. And then you throw in the fact that I'm going to have to do something humiliating if I lose. It's humiliating enough losing to you. <laughs> You don't need to uh, throw up these crazy challenges to get me scared. Uh, so to pick one, they were all uh, terrifying to me because we're filming this. This is going to be on camera. And, you know, I'd like to be able to show my family this video. And I don't want to be, oh, here's the time Mark beat me somewhere else. <laughs> this is where he beat me there and then uh, paraded uh, 
us through. I mean, what were some of the presses? Uh, the loser had to. Uh, 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 we well, do- we had dress-up games. We had dress-up games. We had violent games. Well, I don't want to say violent games, but certainly games that hurt. And we had uh, some presses that were uh, a little, I guess, a little calmer. That's why I think episode two kind of scared me the most, because I was like the one that I went, man, I don't know how this is going to play. Well, I'm going to drop the hook for episode one then and just say, uh, the loser has to walk the strip in Vegas in yes. the costume of the <laughs> winner's choosing. And did that bother you because it was the first one? Uh, well, the idea of losing it bothered me. Yeah, that's what I mean. That yeah. one scared you more? Well, yeah, because you're going to throw somebody into the wild streets of Vegas. Who knows what you're going to run into <laughs> in Vegas? You know, that's like uh, letting the, uh, all the animals out of the cages and taping some meat to your chest. <laughs> well, everybody, you know me, I can't tape anything to my chest. You know, I got that Tom Selleck going, so that ain't going to work. So. <laughs> All right, Hammer, in closing, uh, May 4th, may the 4th be with you, our debut CBS Sports Network, 8.30 p.m. We've got five episodes of Off the Hazel. We're hoping for more announcements for Canada. If you're a subscriber to Bell in Canada, you're going to get the CBS Sports Network and be able to watch the premiere May Off the Hazel month. Uh, with all five episodes. Uh, there are more global distribution announcements to come later on in the month of May. Follow us on social media, at Off the Hosel, across the board. More announcements to come, more contests to come. A great group of partners. Hammer in closing, final statement on Off the Hosel. Any thoughts? Yeah, first of all, go to offthehosel.com. We've got the trailer up there. It'll hook you. Uh, if you are jonesing for golf, this is only going to make it worse, probably, because watching these, I want to golf immediately. Um, but if you're not a golfer, this show is still fun. Uh, if you're not a golfer, you're probably not watching Golf Talk Canada right now. <laughs> but if you get the chance, check out Off the Hustle on May 4th. I think you'll laugh and feel like golfing. Thanks a lot, Hammer. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll have a virtual launch party May 4th, brother. <laughs> All right. I look forward to virtually seeing you. Dave Hempstead, my co-host from Off the Hosel. More to come, May 4th, the launch. On the other side, we'll wrap up today's show. And I want to know from Bob, on the other side, a couple of things. Because you heard in that interview, we played the Pete Dye course at French Lick, Indiana, from 8,100 yards. That's right. You didn't mishear that. 8,100 yards. And the 16th hole is a 301-yard par 3, water up the right, fescue up the left, and you can't chase the ball the green. The green's actually raised about 5, 6 feet above the fairway, so chasing it up, really hard to do. A 301-yard par 3. So on the other side, I want to hear from Bob. A, off the top of his head, what's the longest par 3 he can remember he's played? And two, what is the silliest bet that Bob has ever made on the golf course? What is Bob's off the hosel bet? I want to get that from Weeksy next. On the other side, we'll wrap up today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, 
pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. There's only about a week left, so don't miss out. Follow our friends at Woodington Lake on Instagram. That is Woodington Lake at Woodington Lake Golf Club on Instagram. You've got to follow them, like them, and tag two friends. They're asking you to rename the Legacy Golf Course. If you missed the announcement, the Legacy Course, they have two 18-hole championship courses at Woodington Lake. Of course, a Legends Course, home of the Ontario Open, that is staying the same. But the Legacy Course, they're changing it up. They're going to try to make it the most fun event uh, fun atmosphere in the world of golf. What I, the best explanation I can always give to this is try to bring that top golf energy to green grass mentality. Just going to relax it, make it fun, make it a great environment. Two holes in each green, multiple pins to ch- choose from, tons of tee deck options. I want people to come out, enjoy golf, play golf, be introduced to golf. So many different combinations on that 18, which can now be played as a 9, an 18, a 27, a 36. The hashtag is change up golf if you give them a new name that they choose for the legacy course at woodington lake you will win a vip golf membership for 2020 on the golf course that you chose so if you get the right uh, name you're going to win a membership at woodington lake for the entire season all the golf you can play on that legacy golf course that you renamed that's pretty Cool. Okay, Bob, uh, earlier in the show, we announced 20 Weeks of TaylorMade coming back, over 20,000 in prizing. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. If you're already in, you're already included in 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. If you're not in, follow us now at, for your chance at over 20,000 in prizing. We'll start drawing for prizing May 9th and run to... The U.S. Open in September for the grand prize, which is a custom-fit, tailor-made golf set through the bag, uh, custom-fit at the per- Performance Lab, closest to you, coast-to-coast in Canada, and that will be drawn on our U.S. Open program in September, which is 20 weeks from May 9th. Before we went to break, we uh, chatted with Dave Hempstead from Off the Hosel. We were talking about 8,100-yard golf course. Yeah, 8,100. It was exhausting that day. It was about 90 degrees and sunny. Um, we went to French Lick, Indiana, played the Pete Dye course from 8,100 yards, and we played a par three that day, 301, with a penalty area, with fescue. It was brutal. I was just curious, Bob, uh, off the top of your head, I know we gave you a little bit of, of time to think about it during the break. What's the longest par three you could ever remember playing? And to piggyback on that, in the, th- in the spirit of off the hosel, what's the silliest bet you ever came up with on a golf course or ever participated in on a golf course? Well, you're going to laugh at this one, but the longest par three I've ever played is actually only a 100-yard hole. It's the 14th hole at Cabot Links, and let me explain. (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Just before they were about to open the golf course, uh, we were out there doing a little tour around, and a nor'easter hit. A nor'easter is basically like a tropical storm, and it came flying in, and we decided after probably one too many scotches that we should go out and try to play that hole so a bunch of us walked out there the first guy hit a hybrid the ball went up in the air and ended up about 20 yards behind us so i took i took my driver out and i had a real easy swing and it's breezy hit it easy and i didn't make it to the green and if you google golf in a hurricane it's it's up on youtube somebody taped it and so we well, t- well we like used it one. 
Yeah, we that's showed dope. it on a Golf Talk Canada TV episode. So I, I'm pretty did. sure that's, that's probably what, uh, if you Google it, you're probably going to just Google Bob Weeks Golf and Hurricane. I'm pretty sure it's the first thing that comes up, and it's on our uh, Golf Talk Canada YouTube channel. And you're right, it's 100 yards playing 270 into the teeth of the wind. So, all right, to piggy that, uh, Bob, what's the what's the funniest bet or the, the silliest bet? And we even talked about this. It's kind of been a theme in today's show because not only do we talk to Dave Hempstead on Off the Hosel, but we also spoke with Brian Hayes about his bet with the O-Dog. There's a lot of silly bets being lined up for this summer. I know you and your dad always have uh, the chat every year in the father-son uh, or the parent-child at Weston about staying in the will, that the will's written in pencil, not pen. What's the silliest bet you ever made on a golf course? You know, I was trying to think of something during the break there, and the only thing that comes to mind is one time I was playing with a bunch of curlers, and uh, and uh, and I uh, I had a, a straw curling broom, like an old sweeping-style broom, one of the few that remained, and uh, the guy I played against desperately wanted it and said that if I uh, could, would he would I play him for that corn broom? And so I said, yeah, okay, sure. And, of course, he won, so I no longer have the corn broom. But that's about, <laughs> that's about the only thing. It's not, it's not going to make off the hosel where, where people, when people see the bets that you guys make on off the hosel, and I say I've only seen, I think, two shows, uh, it's, it's like takes that to extreme. It's very good. It's very well done. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to showing everybody it. And, uh, it's just for fun. It's uh, not changing the world. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's just for fun. And I think uh, it's perfect for the timing right now because everybody's just looking for a little smile and a little bit of fun. And we know we're not too far away. We'll be coming out the other side of this at some point and hopefully get to hug a loved one and, and, and tee it up with a buddy at some point soon. Okay, Bob, it's been a crazy show jam-packed show we had a ton of news this week this upcoming week we got another video podcast coming from golf talk canada that will drop on tsn.ca on wednesday uh we've been threatening a a tiger version of our podcast so i think we're finally going to get to it this wednesday and project maybe a tiger Woods schedule what it might look like in the upcoming season so we'll do that on the video podcast uh this week scully's got scully scoop uh as well uh, his new podcast podcast up on itunes so you got that you've been crazy busy are you going to continue visiting this week with with any of our uh, team canada or any of our uh, pga tour pros etc bob or do you got your eye on something else this week for tsn.ca no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue on i won't tell you who i'm interviewing yet because i haven't confirmed it i will say a big shout out to adam scully uh, this last week, we put together a thank you to the frontline workers message from all the top Canadian golf professionals, male and female, and Scully edited that all together. It's up on just just uh, just follow any of the top pros Adam had when Mike Weir, Brooke Henderson, you'll see it up there. It's a real nice shout out, and, and Scully really put that one together. So good good for him. Yeah, great work, guys. I actually saw it, liked it, retweeted it, and uh, spoke to Michael Glickick about it as well after it went up because uh, Michael has an affiliation with the St. Mike's Hospital here in Toronto and their uh, charity golf tournament. And uh, you know what? Fantastic to put that together. Well done. That wraps up another week of GTC. Video podcast drops Wednesday around lunchtime on tsn.ca, Golf Talk Canada Radio, back this time next week with an all-new GTC 8 to 10 in the morning Eastern on the iHeartRadio app, of course, coast-to-coast on the TSN Radio Network. Don't forget, you can also get the Golf Talk Canada podcast on golftalkcanada.com or iTunes on a weekly basis as well. Hoping to have more significant firm announcements coming up shortly on the return of Golf Talk Canada television. We're weeks away from that, but you don't have to wait much longer for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. That's already been announced today. It is back returning May 9th, so make sure you follow us 
on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Thanks, Bob. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Adam, for jumping in. Thank you to all our guests this week. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.